With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Welcome back to more to it, the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey to deeper conversations. Always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally, that dude over here spilling water right when they were saying three, two, one. I'm over here trying to chug a look. And uh, yeah, just missed the whole. Oh, man, all love in the building. Craziness going on in the house. Let's talk through it. What's up with that dude? First of all, what's up with that dude is always bring something to the party. You know, everybody got their cups, but they ain't chipped in. Well, I'm chipping in on Friday. Swag away. Never shut up book. For Wiley's World members, so got to be signed up as a member to get that book. Also, don't forget, we're running our sweepstakes right now through my foundation, projecttransition.org. Check my socials. Make sure that you enter the sweepstakes. What do you win? Four VIP tickets to the Chargers-Saints game this Sunday. They're my seats, my season tickets, but I ain't going to go there because I'm going to let you go there. That's how much I got love for you guys. Make sure that you enter. It's a free entry or you can donate to the foundation any size, any amount. I've seen them all over the place and I'm so thankful for every single penny because I know how hard it is to earn a dollar in this world. So respect for you guys for supporting our foundation and supporting the community. That said, let's talk about what else I did yesterday. Yesterday, I had a nice lunch meeting with a friend slash a huge manager in the entertainment business, specifically music business, right? He has one of the biggest artists in the world. I wish I could say his name, but he ain't doing that no more. That's why we had lunch. So he gave up being a manager, I guess, uh, because he has a TV show out and he wants to do a show, a podcast. So he just picked my brain because it was my boy slash a business friend of mine. And uh, we just talked through the beats of what I do every single day and how he can do it. No lie, y'all. When his stuff come out, I'm going to tell y'all about it because he's going to have his permission. <laughs> he be talking, dog. It's just be, he is born to do this, so I'm looking forward to him making that transition. Much love. Speaking of transitions, and I'm the king of transitions, let's talk about the rookie, Anthony Richardson, who is now asked to make a transition from college to not only the pros, but to being the starting quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. Man, he got named that this week so richardson we know he is fourth overall draft pick damn that's that dough Woo! you imagine all these kids that's running around here pop warner high school all that college yeah 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 number four overall baby i know number one overall got a whole different ring to it but dog three dudes in your whole class got drafted higher than you you fourth overall that's who he is well now he's going to be the starter this season now it comes after he played against the buffalo bills on saturday we watched that did we watch that we catch it well, it was only his 14th start since his final season at Eastside High School in Gainesville, Florida. Ooh, Gainesville and Eastside? I know that school was lit, as they say. <laughs> and he went 7 to 12, 67 yards in one quarter action. Boring. Who knows what it means? Who cares? But he played against Buffalo. Now, why were the Colts impressed? Let's talk about this. They liked the way he composed himself, which matters, right? Because all of a sudden, the lights are bright. The bullet's alive, and everything that you're learning, you actually have to not only consume, you have to process, 
But now you got to project it. You got to put it out there for the world to see. Ain't no more like, oh, yeah, do we do an X cross or an X divide? Dog, you better throw that damn ball and all that's on display right there. So they like the way he composed himself despite throwing an early interception on his first drive and then rebounding with two consecutive drives that both reached Buffalo territory. Okay. I know y'all thinking like, whatever. Ugh. Holler at me when he score. I'm like, dog, all these are baby steps. Don't forget, man. He's just getting out the crib in terms of the NFL experience. You got to crawl before you walk. So Richardson said he never saw it coming. Quote, honestly, I was shocked. He said he'd been in competition with Gardner Minshew, and you know how that is. That's a veteran who had a mania, Minshew mania, and then you the man number four overall. You know your time is coming, but you don't know exactly when it's going to come. Well, now they reached that decision who the starter is, and the coach can now tailor the offense, the reps in practice especially, all towards Anthony. And here's what Coach said. He said, Anthony's just been progressing. The growth he's shown, then obviously going into Buffalo, playing against a lot of their starters, he showed great signs of improvement. I like the things he did, and it's an opportunity now for him to get a lot more with the starters moving forward, and we go from there. So he informed both of them, you know, being a grown man as Coach is, he informed them in a meeting this week, Minshew and Richardson. According to Richardson, uh, then they went on a two-hour conversation, him and coach, about what comes next. Like, all right, dog, I know I'm number four overall. I can tell all this attention I'm getting, all the spotlights on me. Now I'm the man? Hey, dog, <laughs> don't just say that and dip. Don't just say that and go away. Dip set. All right, don't just do that. Come back here. What are we going to do? How are we going to make this work together, right? I'm sure that that, that conversation happened. Now, Minshew, I love Minshew for this. He expressed his disappointment while also acknowledging what everybody already knows. This is his franchise, right? That's the reason they picked him where he is, and he's going to be really special. Now, we don't know if he's going to be special, but that's what you're supposed to say. That's what you got to say so you don't look so salty in that moment. Now, he got special talents. We just don't know if he's going to be special at the quarterback position. All right, so let's talk about him a little more. 21 years young, said he had no expectation that this opportunity would come so quickly. That's why the decision was a lot to process for him. Just hearing the words, you work for it. You didn't know when the timeline was going to be. I was just looking forward to week one and just being ready for the opportunity and get thrown in the fire, hopefully. But then he told me, and I'm like, wow, it really happened. So I'm thankful. I'm blessed. And now you got to keep building on this opportunity. Okay. So let's talk about the coach. Let's talk about where he is because it's hard to take root in a situation that doesn't have fertile ground. And this is a situation of late. Let's just say the ground hasn't been so fertile because of the instability at quarterback, right? So now we're talking about the quarterback position. And for more than a four years, they had to replace Andrew Luck. They've been trying to do that. How's that going? Uh, let's just say this. With Richardson now starting in the lineup, that means the Colts will have a different week one starter for the one Second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth consecutive season. Golly. Woo! Y'all caught that? Eighth season in a row, a different starting quarterback. Man, last year they made four in-season quarterback changes. Okay, how is he going to work out in this position, right? Because we know this is the Peyton Manning franchise. This is an Andrew Luck franchise and then instability franchise. And now we're going to stick you in there. Of course, we tried Philip Rivers. Of course, we went out there and tried Matty Ice, etc. But uh-uh, nothing has taken root. Those guys passed their prime. I get it. I get it. I get it. But they still didn't hit it. They didn't hit it. They didn't hit it. So now he talks about it one more time saying how he's chasing greatness. And I talked about it before. I want to be great. I want to be remembered. I don't want to be just one of those guys like, well, he was in the league. I want my legacy to be remembered forever. Okay, let's get into it. Now, let me tell you something. And one more caveat. Uh, the first-year head coach, we know who he is, Shane Stitchin, Station, how you say it, oversaw Jalen Hurts and his growth in Philadelphia. Okay, what we're trying to do right now is bridge talent to success. And a lot of times, including me, we look at talent and we think that is success. 
Well, no, talent is actually just you having the acquisition of skills, right? But you need to acquire a lot more for your game to be rounded out to be called successful, right? How many times y'all been to the gym? Dude is tall. Dude is fast. Dude is strong. Dude just can't play. <laughs> you like, dog, how you all that and ain't none of that, right? You know, it's called being greater than the sum of your parts. What I'm trying to talk about right now is Richardson being greater than the sum of his parts. Now, what's the sum of his parts? Good Lord, sucker, they're big, fast, strong. But what are the issues? He was not reliable at Florida. It was up and down, right? Hit or miss. But you always saw that talent. And it's something about talent. Talent is the pretty girl in the room. No matter how she act, everybody's still going to be looking at her like, mm, she ain't that bad. <laughs> She ain't that wrong. <laughs> she ain't that loud, right? Yeah, like she's just too pretty to just be like ignoring. He just too talented to ignore. But when I put that pretty girl, it gonna take more than just them looks for me to say, I do, I do, I do, I do. So what Richardson is trying to do is now bridge that talent to success. How do you do it? The first thing is make sure you're not cursed. And sometimes talent is cursed. Yes, it's called the curse of the gifted and the gifted because they know they big, fast, strong, talented. They skip steps. They don't fully believe in the fundamental process that we all need to subscribe to to be successful. And you've done it before. Whatever you're talented in, like you just wake up in the morning, uh, sleep out your eye. You can just do that without even thinking about it, without really preparing for it. That's the talent. But that also could be your curse. And that could be the curse of your gifts, of you being gifted. You don't put the work in the same. I had too many homies, too many teammates growing up as we were climbing, they just were tapping out. And the only reason they tapped out is because they thought they were good. And they were good, but not good enough, right? And I'm a late bloomer, I guess they could call me that somewhat, because I just kept, I don't even think I was a late bloomer. I just kept growing when they stopped. <laughs> Like we all were growing at the same pace. Then, uh, and I'm like, oh, that's it? Y'all gonna stop at six feet? All right, well, I'll, I'll take this six four and it's 280, right? And while I was still growing, I still was applying myself to the fundamentals, especially being at Columbia Small School. I was like, mm, I, I better know something else, some special sauce, some secret sauce, because these cats over here are getting some different schooling. So when you talk about Anthony Richardson at this position, he's gonna need the ultimate success to come from those supreme talents. And if he doesn't do it in timely fashion, they're going to look elsewhere because there's other guys out there who are talented, not as talented as him. I will say he's special. However, talented enough like us. Oh, she a dime. She fine, but damn it. Can't deal with it. I take a nine. That's cool all the time over a dime that ain't going to act right. You know what I mean? And that's just how the game go. And so Anthony Richardson not only has to display those gifts, but he has to refine those gifts and show them in the fast pace, fast action. If not, guess what they're going to do? Wandering eyes in that room looking for somebody else is fine. So I think he could do it. This is all I'm going to say about it. Toughest thing about the quarterback position is the processor. Seriously. Everybody keeps talking about the arm and this and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These cats can throw. You ever seen a quarterback on air? Like a third string NFL quarterback on air just throwing the ball in, in warm-ups preseason. It's darts. It's laser tag. This sucker over here, wah, wah, wah. It's the processor. Okay, now, what's this defense doing? Oh, what are they, what are they trying to make me think? What's the disguise? Okay, what are we doing? What are we going to check out of? What are we going to do in slide protection? What are we going to do offensively? Okay, now he adjusts his route. Okay, coach is barking something else. Should I listen to that? No, no, no. Got to block that out. Compartmentalize. Okay, make sure you stick the handoff. I've seen guys go through that whole process, and all they had to do, let's just say a deep post route. All you got to do is fake the handoff so you can get the bite of the safety so that the receiver can get behind him for the deep post route. That's all you gotta do. But most people think, oh man, he missed him because his arm. He missed him because he rusted. Yeah, he missed it because he didn't go through the proper steps. All you gotta do is put that ball in that stomach and take it out. Suck that guy in and now it's an easy throw. 
but you made it a difficult throw because you never faked it to the point where he bit on it. So therefore, he's standing right there in the deep post area. And now, where are you going to throw the ball? But you got to throw it because you don't locked in on him. So you just launch it. And then you say your prayers. And you do this. And it's a pick. Just like, and the pick didn't come from the play call. The pick didn't come from the fact you ain't got the arm and you can't throw it. The pick came from because you just didn't put the ball all the way in his stomach. That's how the game go. Hey, Anthony, wherever you at, big dog, catch that clip right there. Those minor details, those little things, man. If you want to do it big, do the little things. Believing in this guy's talent, let's see if he could turn that into ultimate success. So do you think the Colts made the right move naming Richardson their starting quarterback this soon? Or would you have went with the veteran, I guess we call him a veteran, in Minshew mania, right? And will the Colts be a playoff team this year with Richardson at quarterback? Yeah, I know. I look at that skill set, I look at that talent, I start believing in visions of grandeur. I'm thinking the same for this Colts team. Always coming with something in my hands, man, and not just lint, brother. It's this book right here for a Friday Swag Away. That winner who's going to get that book. Also, we are having our sweepstakes with my foundation. Check my socials. Check these socials. Go to the end of this clip and check out the highlight sizzle reel. All you have to do could be a free entry or make a donation to the foundation to enter to win a Chargers game this Sunday against the New Orleans Saints. Yes, the Bayou is in the building, and you get four VIP tickets and four. Nah, you ain't gonna get no four. You get four VIP tickets and one parking pass. I'm gonna give you four parking passes. Damn, the parking passes cost more than the damn tickets almost. Let me stop, especially at SoFi. All right, y'all, let's get into this with Skip Bayless mirroring Stephen A. Smith with undisputed lineup has Fox unhappy. Hmm. So in the wake of Shannon Sharp's departure, we all know Skip Bayless revamped undisputed. It's starting to take shape now, and people inside Fox reportedly aren't happy with the talent additions. Ah, it's time to beat it up, right? It's one thing, man. You have your honeymoon phase, and then that subsides, and it's time to really think about reality, (laughs) right? And here we are if you're Fox. With plans of relaunching Undisputed on August 28th, that's coming up. Bayless has so far recruited Lil Wayne, Rachel Nichols, and Richard Sherman as contributors, while Keyshawn Johnson and Michael Irvin are reportedly still being considered for roles. Must admit it, now that I'm talking from the lens of somebody or people at Fox are not happy with this new lineup, you can see how they can beat that lineup up. Let's be real. Lil Wayne is not a sports broadcaster. He's a rapper who loves sports, right? And he loves them, and he really can talk them. But still, that ain't his gig. Rachel Nichols, I don't know when, I don't remember ever her up there giving opinions to the point where it was a debate. And Richard Sherman, we know he a beast, but Richard Sherman does strike me as someone who will strike somebody else. (laughs) Slip, skip. Nah, I don't think he put hands on him, but I don't think that he would stay as contained as this show is actually asking their cast to be. And I'm going to talk about that. Keyshawn and Michael Irvin, they know how to play the game. They will play the game. Um, But it does look like some gumbo, right? Like just, oh, I like that. I like that. Oh, you're going to put them all together? Okay. (laughs) You're like, who, who thought to put them all together at first, right? That's the conversation. So instead of replacing Sharp with one debate partner to yell at every day, it appears they're going the route of obviously what Stephen A is doing, what Stephen A got from Skip day one. But, you know, since we're in this social media generation, people don't really remember that much before 2010, it seemed like. But OG Skip Bayless, cold pizza, started this gangster stuff. And this the mother, thanks I get, hello. Uh, where that from? All right, so let's get into it right here. According to Michael McCarthy, see, I told y'all I give out credit sometimes. Front office sports, love them, love this. Uh, Unnamed Fox employees aren't impressed. Okay, so let's talk about what they said. Quote, this is it? Question mark. This is literally copying exactly what ESPN is doing, and it will make a bad show worse. Rachel Nichols has never been a debater or given opinions. She's a great interviewer, so this is a classic miscast. Now, obviously, whoever said that, did not leave their name. Anonymous host of the show. So let me help y'all out and say who I think that is. If I had to guess in full conjecture with my hand on the Bible and I could still be wrong, but please don't strike me down, God. Please don't do it. I would say that's Colin. Why? Because one, I don't think nobody else is going to talk to Skip like that. 
or like that. Everybody else there is talking to him like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Acho, Joy, let me say it right, right? Mm-mm. They ain't gonna say that. Slick Rick. You know, stop playing. Okay, so what we on? Nick Wright? Nah, I don't see Nick Wright doing that, even though Skip is still on, on top over there. Chris Broussard, he just, he too good a dude, too Christian, too good a person. Every time I, he ain't got nothing to say. He just gonna roll with it. Um, nah, I can't see it. Like Wiles wouldn't do it. I think it would be Colin, but that's just conjecture. But let's talk through it. And maybe you guys, I want y'all to go in the comments, tell me who you think you should attribute to this, right? We ain't gonna say it's them, because that ain't what we do. But hey, let's put a little face to this, right? As my coach always said, you're gonna say something that's wrong or mean or, or mad at somebody, names and numbers. That's all we need, names and numbers. Lil Wayne is Skip's barbecue buddy. <laughs> Now it's really sounding like Colin. Sherman has potential, but Keyshawn just got laid off by ESPN and is looking for his next gig. This shows me they're having trouble finding major talents to work with Skip. See, it just seems so global. Like, only Colin to me got that global perspective. You know what I'm saying? When somebody says, this shows me they're there. Like, I got my own thing over here. Like, I ain't even part of Fox like that. They're having trouble finding major talents to work with Skip. So far, there have been no reports of Baylor's planning to use the likes of Nick Wright, Emmanuel Acho, Greg Jennings, Joy Taylor, Mark Slareff, etc. on the revamped version. Mm, I'll tell you why right now. <clears throat> they will all go for his neck. Let me tell you. Everybody we just named, and let's name them again. Nick Wright, especially. Acho, would go. Greg, eh, not as much. Joy, for sure. Mark Slayer, not as much. But Skip is doing something that they wouldn't necessarily buy in to the fullest. Only Greg Jennings of that group I see buying into the fullest. And this is what Skip is doing, WWE. He's doing choreographed, not fake debate, choreographed. This is where you are. This is where I am in terms of stance and opinion. This is how you're going to give it up. This is how I'm going to go get it. And that's how we're going to do it. We're going to do this dance that's synchronized, right? Skip is doing WWE. He's not doing UFC. And if you got Nick right there, even Acho, you're about to do some UFC, right? We're about to, we're about to crumble up the paper and just talk. And we're going to go there. And, and Skip ain't trying to go there. And I think that's why him and Shannon parted. So, quote, Skip doesn't want to work with Nick Wright. See, look what I said already. Skip doesn't want to work with anybody who will make him look bad. Told y'all. You know what I'm saying? Them wrestlers like, hey, we got an evening match. We got to go out there and entertain the crowd. But don't you slam me for real, bro. Chill. And Nick would disembowel him on the air. Wright is the most interesting one because of his affinity for LeBron James. Seems like his love for LeBron will counter Skip's intentional hate or just intentional shots that he always takes at LeBron. You would think that'd be a perfect match, right? Now, Nick Wright was on Undisputed. One time, one time, one time in 2017. And that's it. Now, Skip doesn't want to work with anybody, they say, who will make him look bad. And he got on there one time, Nick Wright. I ain't see that episode. He must have went hot 100. That was it. Ha. Ah, so, I, oh, you know what they said he did? He roasted Skip. He was clowning Skip about his LeBron takes. That'll do it. <laughs> oh, man. What do you say? Take care, good luck to you, and God bless, and <laughs> don't ever come back. And that's like Bamani. Bamani had the same thing. Bamani went head-to-head -head with Skip on first take and never received another invite. Hmm, I guess that's what happened to me. When, nah, I was kidding. I, I know the game. Like I could play the game. I ain't that guy. I could play the game. Uh, I just don't feel like playing. Okay, so here we go. Undisputed, built around Skip Bayless, create content. What are they trying to do? They're trying to entertain and provoke social media. That's why Skip literally leaks out the show always the night before what he going to talk about. Usually some Cowboys LeBron stuff, right? And then get y'all all riled up and then do that same thing, that same take, but flesh it out on air. Now, he needs somebody who's going to play games with him. He needs somebody who's going to do that dance with him, right? And Fox is smart. Fox like, look, Skip is here. He said he won. Let him do what he's going to do until he can't do it no more. Why waste Nick Wright? Why waste a young star like him or Acho and put them with them? And then all of a sudden, we're going to have two stars battling, and maybe that's going to dim the light of one of them. 
Why make it go instead of concurrently have Skip doing his thing, keep building their star independently, and then hand a baton to one of them instead of them having a tug of war over the same baton. You get it? So, so Fox is smart for not bringing that in-house talent, even though it, for real, it'd probably be a better show. Nick Wright and Skip Bayless? Oh, God, Lord. I mean, it's almost like the guy who's built for this, who got built in the lab like Rocky Four, like Drago's Nick Wright got built for this, going against Skip, who, who's been doing this, but your eye off the fastball a little bit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A little off the fastball. So what do I make of all of this? Let's just talk through that real quick. One, imitation is the best form of flattery. Thank you for the compliment, Stephen A. And Stephen A got to say thank you for the compliment as I took it from you, Skip, originally, right? So let's get out of that conversation of, oh, they biting, they biting. Remember we used to say biting? They biting, they biting. Forget all that. But Skip just realizes that polarizing pays. He's been known that. He's going to keep leaning into that no matter how many times we, you, they call him out. And he only wants to work with those who going to charge up the polarization. Who's in on the gag? You ain't in on the gag, guess what? You ain't working with Skip for long. Simple as that. He doesn't want to work with guys or gals who gonna go and say, what you say? Or somebody's gonna go off script, right? Like the beats of it. You remember when Skip and Shannon had their little issue and he said, well, we didn't talk about that. Man, look. I remember I saw that and I saw that with Acho in a Van Lathan interview when Van was lighting Acho up about uh, all his black talk. And then he was like, well, we weren't supposed to, we, I wasn't supposed to be up here for that. I'm not here for this. One thing I don't get is when this camera's on, you up for whatever this camera gonna film. <laughs> you up for whatever's gonna come out of you. But this whole like, I'm unprepared stuff. Skip told me that that show got beats. And if you don't want to walk to this beat, then walk your ass up out of here. And that's what happened with Shannon. And that's what's happening right now. Why some people are not walking in on the other side of that desk, ready to debate Skip. Interesting conversation. Saw the same thing when I was talking about what Acho is just like, dog, we, we, we built for this, dog. But there are lanes. Some people are built for this. Throw it. I hate when I do a, any show and they try to send me the questions and stuff first. I'm like, dog. I've already lived it. I already got the experiences. Just tell me the topics. Don't send me the questions and what's your response to it, Marcel. Dog, I'm not doing the show twice. I already lived my life. All right, prepared. Let's go and let's talk it. I'm different. So I'm looking at these guys like, interesting. Would they be in on the gag? Who do you think would be in on the gag in-house? And who would not be in on the gag in-house? And are you happy with Undisputed's additions to the show so far? And who else should Skip add to the rotation? I think it's unfair that Nick Wright's not getting the consideration, but maybe Nick is like, dog, I'm on the best show we got right now, so why would I even want to leave that? Respect to you, Nick Wright, for that, if that's your position. But y'all think it's fair or unfair that Nick Wright's not even being considered according to these reports, right? Don't burn out the next star, so I get that, but at the same time, y'all should at least extend the offer, no? Over here, about to hook y'all up for this Friday Swagger Way. Y'all already know what this book is, and you already know how to get it. Be a Wiley's World member. Also, we have our sweepstakes, our Chargers sweepstakes. Yes, somebody's going to win four. VIP tickets to this weekend's Chargers game versus the New Orleans Saints, who will go down with the hammer by the Chargers, right? And you get a VIP parking pass. You get to sit there at SoFi and soak it all in. All you got to do, check out my socials. Go to my website, projecttransition.org. Give a donation of any amount or free entry. I don't give a damn. Just join the coalition and help the community out. Let's do this. Oh, Stephen A. Smith says he regrets insulting Kwame Brown. I wish I could do that over. Uh, there's one verse in particular I'm sure LL would like to say to Stephen A. Smith right now. You've been waiting and debating for oh so long. You've been hating and hating. <laughs> oh, man. Let's talk about this. I swear we've been waiting for this one. Kwame going to have all them cats 180 and come back. Like, hey, bro, them, them receipts, they still good. Not 30 days. You know, you go to the store only 30 days. They're like, nah, I bought it. I'm taking it back. You better take that back what you said about me. So Smith, guest on the latest episode of Podcast P, Paul George out here eating. Go ahead, Podcast P. And during their appearance, the ESPN host, we know who he is, was asked if there were any moments in his career that he'd like to do over. 
That list is long for everybody. I'm interested in seeing what he says. We know one of them, right? Kwame Brown. I wish I could do that over. <laughs> he immediately answered that one. I wouldn't do it. I know what I said. I did mean it. I ain't going to sit here and tell you I ain't mean that shit I said. <laughs> but I didn't know it was going to be like this. Ah, interesting. So even in the apology or the regret, I don't think it's necessarily apology, so excuse me. But even in the regret, he's like, look, I meant everything I said. I just wouldn't have said it because of the consequences, of the headache, of the noise that came from me just saying that. And let's be real. There's a lot of things, like, I try to keep it 100. But at the same time, nobody keeps it 100. There are some things about me nobody knows. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I got a few. <laughs> and there's some things that other people and I know and nobody else knows. You better keep it that way, okay? Yeah, right? And vice versa. At the same time, when you say you regret something, you say, no, I don't regret thinking that, feeling that, saying that. I just regret that it came out with those consequences. That's an interesting place, right? How many things in your life you're like, no, I meant it. Just died to say it. And probably half your arguments, especially with your wife or something, you're like, damn, I meant everything I said, but did I really, I ain't really need to say that because you know how they're going to take it and respond. So let's talk about when we we're going way back. Kwame Brown was with the Lakers, 2008, and he got traded to the Memphis Grizzlies for Powell Gasol. And then after that was announced, this is when Stephen A. Smith went to discuss the deal and went in on Kwame Brown. He said, uh, at this time, now remember Kwame Brown was already labeled as a bust, right? You number one overall pick and you just haven't stuck or you haven't done to that level of expectation. People are already clowning him, right? But he was like the centerpiece of this trade. And then here Stephen A. Smith say, it's Kwame Brown. Who cares? <laughs> that pretty good. That was like a seven, right? Uh, Kwame Brown is gone. Now, that was a four. Smith ranted in 08, right? The City of Angels, you should be celebrating. Throw a parade already, whether you win a championship or not. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. No disrespect whatsoever, but I'm sorry to tell everybody the truth. The man cannot play the game of basketball. Boy, I love how we throw in no disrespect whatsoever, but just disrespect. <laughs> but he is talking about his game not him, his name. He is talking about the act, not the actor, right? Isn't he? But bona fide scrub, ain't. He's a bona fide scrub you're trying to say by how he plays, but that is a little more of a description than just a player. That's a person, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's when it's like, ah, so I hear where Stephen A went with that, right? Ah, let me get through this before I get to this. So two years ago, Brown, you know, on his social channels, went in on everybody, a media tirade, making it clear that not only does he remember what Stephen A. Smith said, but everybody else out there. And he said he still feels disrespected by it. This is a couple years ago. And at that time, Stephen A. Smith responded to Brown's rant and blasted him by talking crazy against him again. And he gave him that blooper reel. Remember that blooper reel? Like over a minute of bloopers. And that didn't go over well in the moment. That was just like, come on, dog. Like, you're going to put up his worst plays for a minute, minute and a half, and, <laughs> and be like, yeah, see what I said? That's why I said it 10 years ago. He was a bum. He's a bona fide scrub. See? Like, dog. I could grab the, a minute and a half of the worst plays on every single player ever. Tom Brady on down. You name them in any sport. Michael Jordan on down. So that was kind of lazy and cheap. We all felt that, right? Stephen A. felt it too. That's why he had the regret. So now he's showing the remorse. He's showing the regret. He said, remember, I said it before Twitter and Facebook, my criticism of him. I didn't know 15 years later they were going to have memes and videos. And when I see what he says, I realize how hurt he is. Oh, but he says that. And he said, I said it before all this social media, but you also went in on him two years ago when he said to Matt Barnes, he said it to Jack. He said, yo, I ain't feeling this. And that was when Stephen A went in part two or maybe more than part two, but the latest part. I so even in an apology, which is not an apology, it's just a regret. Even that you still got to veer off and say, but. You went in again. <laughs> so that's the crazy part about it. 
All right, so we know that sports analysts out there, they just get too personal when they talk about players. And obviously, we know that Kwame didn't like being called a bona fide scrub as no man ever has raised their hand to be called that. You could say I'm sorry, and I guess that's a, a synonym of bona fide scrub, but it doesn't have the same hot sauce on it. You could say I can't play, whatever. You could say I shouldn't have been the centerpiece of a trade, whatever. But bona fide scrub is a whole lot. Now, let's talk about this. Why Stephen A really felt that certain way and why Kwame lit him back up and then why he feels the regret and remorse. Because there's a double trouble at play right here. Right? Now, Stephen A has allowed his opinion about sports like anybody else. But then we try to qualify these opinions based on expertise, level of experience, etc. We all try to climb the mountain. So at the top of the mountain is an MVP Hall of Famer who won championships. And they can do no wrong, say no wrong. Very few guys are like that, but there are some, right? Then you start coming down the hill. And you're like, all right. So like me, I'm, I'm considered an expert because I'm a former player who was an all-pro who made some money in the game who was out there beasting for a second, right? But then I go to the, if I go to Canton and try to go to the Hall of Fame ceremony and talk to them cats, you know how they looking at me? Just like this. Damn. <laughs> They're like, Wally, shut your ass up. You don't know what you're talking about in football. Like, for real. Now, I'm going to keep talking, but I know that they're going to try and kill me with their stripes. Why is this double trouble? Because Stephen A realizes he doesn't have those stripes. One, doesn't have that experience of greatness playing that sport. Two, doesn't even have the experience of playing that sport at the highest level. So even scrub level. So to call someone a bona fide scrub, number 450 of the 450 NBA players, to call him 450, and you ain't even 450, you ain't one to 450, you may be 451, who knows? But the point is, that's when it's like, all right, who's screaming outside the club? They ain't getting in. Why they keep woofing? Why they keep saying that, right? And that's where the issue comes. Um, it's weird. I, I, I listen to people who didn't play at the highest level. I do, because they got game. One of my boys, the one I was just talking about that's going to start his podcast, he didn't play at the highest level. Talk basketball with this sucker here. Man, damn. <laughs> podcast P need to have him on. This sucker here talks some basketball. So I'm not a firm believer in that. But I do know how you get graded. You know what I mean? Like, I don't necessarily agree how we assess players and how we assess it through sports media, but I do know that's how it goes. And so in this situation, it will eat you up after a while. You killed a guy who at least made it, and he way better than just made it. Number one overall pick, and did have some moments in the league. So I know how Stephen A. Smith, and I applaud Stephen A. Smith for one, admitting the obvious, like, dog, you can't go at him like that, and two, the fact that he came to that realization took him a while. Look, he got all the benefits of clowning them too. Let's not act like this was so altruistic. He got all the benefits of clowning them, but then he came around after the second, third, whatever time, and it's like, yo, able to own it. This old Stephen A. Smith on this podcast is doing wonders for him in terms of like image and stuff, because I know him, and I think he's always been a great guy. Way quieter and cooler than what it looks like on first take. People think that you're going to see that when you meet him. You're going to be surprised. <laughs> so I'm always a fan of the dude, but at the same time, it's good that when other people who don't know him as well get to see that as well. So respect to him for just admitting the obvious and coming around full circle on this. Now, y'all think Stephen A's rant about Kwame Brown crossed the line? <laughs> what movie was that where they walk? Oh, Lion King? <laughs> when Simba got bigger, he started walking like this. Uh, you think sports pundits get too personal? when talking about players. Love to hear what y'all said, because most of y'all, I get it, didn't play at the highest level. But I still be in the damn comments reading what y'all said, and then sometimes it's like, damn, they nailed that, and they nailed me. And sometimes I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? Oh, bona fide scrub ass. <laughs> Let me know what y'all think in these comments, man. Let's talk through this. Oh yeah, always gotta plug it, man. Always gotta give y'all love, man. Friday Swaggerway, Wiley's World member. Whoever is in there, gonna be the lucky winner. That's Friday also. Go to projecttransition.org. Let me say it the right way. Projecttransition.org. We have a sweepstakes for a Chargers game this weekend, Sunday, versus New Orleans Saints. Four VIP tickets to the game, one parking pass, and a whole 
a lot of fun. You see how I did that right there in rhythm? That's for you. Just a free entry or a donation to the foundation for the situation. So you can go in your occupation, you can go have some hydration and then store that elation that you know what happens in that situation. You know what I'm saying? Do all that. Let's talk about these comments right here. Because ESPN new NBA broadcast crew comments, right? Chill. Funk up some comments. Maybe I'm not a fan of growth and out with the old and in with the new. Richard Jefferson, J.J. Reddick, and Ryan Rucco don't even compare to the OG crew, and there's no way in hell it's going to be better replaced with Doris Burke and Doc Rivers. And that's no disrespect to her because she did get a well-deserved promotion, but she got it out of the expense of Mark Jackson. And that, to me, is a bunch of BS. Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy shouldn't have to suffer because ESPN wants to promote cheaper people. That's just my thoughts, though. And I know it doesn't matter, but I won't be tuning in on Wednesday and Friday nights anymore to watch NBA basketball or ESPN. Yes, you will. Just may have it on mute at, in the beginning or maybe not on mute and then go to mute. But you're going to watch basketball. Don't do that. You acting like them. Like it came at this. You, they, they took away Mark Jackson to promote her. She deserved a promotion, but now he can't do it. Oh, that's not fair. So it's not fair that you get robbed of basketball because of somebody talking. You can still watch the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Most of my TV consumption is with the volume off. <laughs> Seriously. Like my hours watched are just watched, not listened. Watched. So that's part one. Part two is, hmm, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be better. Um, it's going to be different, right? Because the whole better conversation, you, you get lost in that. Like Michelle Beto and Colin were better at Sports Nation than me and Michelle and Max. I would say so, because when I watched them, I was like, oh, that's unique and different. What we did was just fun. Now, I ain't going to say ours was worse, but theirs was the OG and fun. It was like Colin, Colin couldn't get out of his skin, and Michelle just firecracker. Oh, that's, that was the classic. But my point is this. I like your point about how, <laughs> this is real, ESPN do be trying to cheap it. They be trying to cheap it. I watched SportsCenter the other day on mute, and I was like, in the hell like dog but I guess one day y'all turned up maybe y'all did one day was like who in the hell when I was first starting off but dog I ain't lying they got some nameless up in there right now it just is what it is but that's just like the NFL why these running backs ain't getting played shoot go get you a younger cheaper one and who cares who it is TNT NBA crew gonna be killing the ESPN NBA crew for sure yeah that's real for right now for sure now, I'll be on TNT constantly. We are witnessing the death of ESPN. Damn, why all the hyperbole? Just say one of their shows of the thousand may not be your favorite no more. <laughs> the hyperbole. The death of ESPN. Yeah, okay. Hold your breath and wait for that. Go. You did. <laughs> not them. You did. Michael Orr blindsided, scammed by his family. Moral of the story, make sure everything is always buttoned up. Cause family will definitely mess you over just as quickly as the next person. Amen. What's the saying? We're going to do this as a Wileyism one day. They said, um, don't loan out money to your family. You'll lose both. <laughs> oh, man, I love that one. Hold on. Dude just found out in 2023 and the movie was about this situation as a whole. If the movie made the money that it did and he didn't get anything, why in the hell wouldn't you be on top of that situation right then? That's my part. You want 16 years. You wait 16 years to start talking about the money you didn't get. From your name and likeness, heck, maybe he is somewhat light in the head. All the hoopla surrounding that movie at the time, and he did nothing when it came to his financial means. Come on, man. No one could be that freaking stupid, but maybe he is. Uh, I don't want to call him stupid just because I'm not built to call him by stupid, but damn, that's dumb. Let me stop. <laughs> Seriously, like, you don't play the NFL. You had to sign contracts, and you talking about you had a movie? Dog. I'd rather play football without a contract than let them make a movie about me without a contract. For real. You know why? Because I know, one, I don't know what the hell that movie going to gross. But it sounds like a lot more, right? Like, what's the highest paid athlete? Now, what's the highest grossing movie? Which one higher? <laughs> what Chris Rock say? Which one higher? <laughs> Come on, man. You better give me that movie money. You better stop playing. You see where these movie stars live? And you see where these athletes live? Let's just say it ain't the same place. <laughs> Not all the time. Not all the time. This is Cap by Michael Orr. The Tuies sold their business for $200 million before they even met Michael Orr. Meanwhile, Michael was a homeless foster kid. Damn. They didn't need him. They were already rich. Mike needed them. 
plus listening to the dad's side, he said they only got money from the author of the book in which they split evenly with Michael. Sounds like Michael's now having financial troubles and displacing his anger on the wrong people, the ones that took him in when no one wanted him. Super ungrateful. Ooh, if that's real. So you played and you weren't tripping on the money because you had your own money. You weren't tripping on them because that was your family. Then you find out they ain't your family in February and you're like, wait a minute, but you still ain't tripping. But then your money get tight. Then you start, like everybody would, you start patting pockets. Who got money that owe, that owe me? First, before you become a thief, because I, be, I was a thief when I was growing up. Before you become a thief, first thing you do is start patting pockets. Where can I get some money from? All right, Lemonade Stand ain't going to make no money. I mean, I'll be out there all day make $10. That ain't good. I mean, it ain't nothing, but it ain't good. All right, I ain't going to be holding no homeless card up. Damn it. What am I going to do? All right, I'm going to ask everybody that owe me money that said they were going to look out for me or hook me up. They ain't got it or they don't want to give it. That's when you start becoming a thief. <laughs> Seriously. That's when your mind starts wandering. I know ethics and morals bring you back, but don't act like you ain't thinking. Shoot, I know I did. I used to steal. I used to steal t-shirts and batteries, weird stuff, just because I ain't had it. Now, there ain't no excuse. I was a thief. <laughs> I ain't people say, oh, I only stole because I was hungry. Yeah, your ass was just a hungry thief. Like, you a thief still. I was a thief. Ain't nothing. I was a pyro, and I was a klepto. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me, right here. Good old guy, me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, here's go say still. Hmm, I don't think it's about free speech. I think she just wants to be around folks that think and share her beliefs. She's a conservative and clearly at odds with many of her coworkers at ESPN. She seemed out of place and uncomfortable at times on some ESPN programs. She would probably land on Fox News with Will Kane, formerly of ESPN as well, in the near future. Yeah, maybe, even though they're going through their shakeup over there as well. I grew up watching Sage on TV. I hope she gets a bigger bag and more respect wherever she goes next. Yeah, I like Sage. I mean, the political stuff is almost like what Michael Jackson and, you know, all these artists get in trouble for stuff that they're found now not guilty of, but there's such suspicion. How much does that cloud how much you listen to Michael Jackson? How much does R. Kelly being convicted cloud you listen to R. Kelly? I separate the two. I can't lie to y'all. Now, one is hella bad and one is hella good. Their music's insane. What the hell? Michael Jackson's in the middle. Music insane, R. Kelly music insane. Then there's a level for Michael Jackson. Not guilty, but mm. And then there's R. Kelly. Oh, damn, dog. What the hell? Can't hang around you and the itty-bitties. Can't do it. Say still will land a good job somewhere. She stood up for her beliefs, and I can respect that. Instead of the go-along to get-along mentality that's destroying ESPN. Ah, it was a thing. It's been a shift to ESPN. I just want to say this, because a lot of people were conflating Jamel Hill and say still. Jamel Hill did what she did in what, 2017? Sage did what she did in 2021. You know what came between there? Obviously the pandemic and George Floyd. And when you say that, when you talk about social justice, when you talk about political wokeness or political awareness, whatever you want to say, ah, everything shifted when the pandemic came. Everything shifted. So between what Jamel did at the same company, because Skipper just left, right, around there, and what Sage did is not even apples and oranges. They not the same fruit. <laughs> so Jamel got in trouble for something in the era and a context that was completely different than when Sage did it, right? They both got, they both got lit up but for different reasons. Just wanted to give you guys that. All right, y'all, y'all know how we finish every show. We finish it with a Wiley-ism, yeah. Everybody wants to get to it, but not go through it. Ooh, child, things are gonna get easier. Everybody wants to get to it. Give me mine, give me mine. Where the goals at? Let me win. But don't wanna go through it. Yep, let's just keep it simple. Football, wanna win that Super Bowl, highest start. High football start off, you want to win a Super Bowl. Take your ass to training camp and go through hell. <laughs> survive it. How to survive South Central. How to survive a training camp. And then you got to go through 17 weeks of rigor. One week of a bye week. Then you might have to go through four weeks to get the ultimate prize. Four games or maybe three games. Point is, <laughs> it ain't easy being me. What Pac say? You got to go through it to get to it. Simple as that. And I think a lot of times we lose that perspective because we do see uber talent. 
We do see supreme skills. You do possess those gifts. And you're like, man, I'm going to skip them steps. What we talked about earlier in the show with Anthony Richardson, can't skip it. So you start thinking, ah, forget that part, forget that part, forget that part. I understand the effective, efficient model, but also know that still comes with its own level of hell. You're going to get tested. You're going to see how much you want it. You're going to have to figure out how tight a grip you need to hold on to it. Imagine if things were so easy. You wouldn't even have to grip it. You wouldn't even have to grab for it. You'd just be like, come to me, come to me, right? But what colors it in, what gives you the character that's necessary to not only get there, but hopefully stay there, is you got to go through some things. It's okay. Just raise your hand. Instead of saying, I want it, just raise your hand and say, I want to go through it too. <laughs> and nobody want to raise their hand for that, but everybody goes through it, right? Isn't it crazy? Like, just know it. I always tell y'all, and I always tell myself, I never look at any endeavor like the 100 meters. It's not a sprint. But more importantly, it's not a sprint without obstacles. I always look at everything like the 100 meter hurdles. Me leaving Fox and doing this, 100 meter hurdles. Yeah, and it's been some hurdles. <laughs> God, dog, clip, clip, fall down, keep running, whatever. I ain't running my best time, day one. I'm going to keep racing. I'm going to keep racing because I want y'all to know no matter what you do, there are going to be obstacles in that path and you're going to have to learn with proper technique and form how not to hop over them, how not to run around them, but run through them. So if you like me, you know what it is. Everybody wants to get to it, but not go through it. All right, y'all. That'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today! want to keep the conversation going let's talk find me on all socials at marcellus wiley more to is a production of dan patrick productions that dude entertainment and workhouse media shows executive produced by dan patrick marcellus wiley paul anderson and nick Panella. thanks for all the love ratings and subscriptions and reviews membership to wiley's world on youtube keep it coming because there's more coming for more to it talk to y'all hella soon There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.